Welcome to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I might be a sore loser, but that's why I'm so good at being a pain in your ass. And that is for Shep Rose, who basically gave us a reenactment of Egg Toss Gate. And it was just the worst this yes. week on Southern yeah. Term. And Taylor joined him in his bed both times. Oh, Julia. We are also joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. If I wear the pants, I deserve a lap dance. Good (laughs) son. Nice. Thank you. And we're also joined by our other co-host, my beautiful sister, Miss Julia Baker. This is so sad because it's not as good as Alex's, but it is the same tagline. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Do do an accent. I can't. Okay. It is Avi us. I'm wearing pants. (laughs) Julia, that was great. I don't know I what you're it. talking about. It was it. wonderful. I liked it. <laughs> well, we have another packed week of Real Housewives. Do we want to start with our new show this week, Real Housewives of Potomac? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, three minutes of absolute bliss started us out where we got a 90s, 80s intro. That turned into a horror movie. Hilarious. Yeah, they're the best editors. They're the best editors, the people that work on Potomac. And it really made it easier to remember those five minutes when we're like in the trenches with Wongate. Because Mm. that, I mean, it makes for great television, but it is a hard watch. It really is. And I thought it was very interesting when Robin was explaining why the internet got mad. And Mm -hmm. she didn't get that the problem isn't that one cheated. The problem is that she put the story behind a paywall when she is getting paid to share her life. But she has faulty logic throughout every facet of her life because her biggest reason that Juan didn't cheat on her is that he would be smarter about lying to her. And... She's like, it's so stupid. You can't even make it up. You but can. He's not smart enough to not get caught with women in public constantly. So yeah, and they're both not smart enough to, um, I guess, as a way to overcorrect. Um, maybe the reaction to her withholding information to have that like ten minute long scene in her living room that just made him seem more guilty than anyone's ever looked. Yes. On a Bravo show. And Juan doesn't like showing up for cameras, so now I'm extra suspicious. The funny thing about the Juan stuff is that he seems annoyed that she's asking about it, and she knows Mm -hmm. and is, like, sheepish about it. Like, that is so sad. It made me feel bad for her, but I'm mostly frustrated. Now, does she actually believe him? I think she's deciding to, yeah. I don't think she believes him. I think she's choosing to decide. That is a good point because she does keep saying that. Mm-hmm. That's true. She's choosing to believe. And then I, I online, a lot of people are saying that they think that she's deciding that she can't leave him because she lost all their money. So this is like now they're now they're even. I guess I just don't get whether or not she finds him convincing. Because like it truly he is truly so transparent. Mm-hmm. The, like any like rational person in her situation would not be like I'm getting this guy on a camera <laughs> to tell this story. <laughs> yeah, it's like how lawyers choose not to put a defendant on yeah. the stand sometimes. 
<laughs> I think she also thinks if I believe his story, he won't do it to me again because he would be so thankful I let it get him get away with it. But he's like, great, now I'll just like do it and like have an actual excuse. <laughs> Go to a nail salon. Like, yeah, he like literally does it again immediately. And then Giselle yeah. has an intervention for Robin, which was sad. And I get that Robin's like, you guys are supposed to be my friends. This is a hard point in my life. You're turning against me. But they can't blindly support you like you're supporting him. Because what she's telling her friends is Juan is cheating on me multiple times because he's just so nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're getting the foreshadowing of Mia and Gordon getting a divorce. And Mia is sober during all of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> And by being sober, we mean she's not drinking hard alcohol. You know how we all know Mia to be a liar? I'm now thinking she doesn't lie. She just truly doesn't know the definition of several words. So she's just confused. Yes. Mia's off the hard drugs. I did find it funny that this is not, this is coming from a sad place of Gordon getting voted off his family's chiropractic island eh, we don't know it might not be that sad <laughs> but mia asks him why are your brothers acting like this and his response is no idea i have absolutely no idea they just said i'm not listening oh Which they told you hilarious oh, well, it's yeah. like oh they told mm-hmm. you you just didn't hear them and that's why you have no idea but julia has solved all their problems too bad they already are divorced jules <laughs> We got our winter house boy back. Oh, Jason. This is actually the most chemistry Jason's ever had with anybody on the screen. So that's good. That's true. That's a good point. Or is it just that Giselle is so great? She could have chemistry with anyone. They're just in there cooking away with a daughter here, a daughter there. Those daughters are such good sports. <laughs> a construction man in the background. Um, are we ready for our other newer show, which is Miami? Yes. Fire. I'd like to start with a question that I think needs to be posed more, which is, how can you host a gay brunch? Aren't all brunches gay? <laughs> Elizabeth, you're right. Thank you. I think you need to DM Marisol and all tell her brunches are gay. to be called brunch. brunch. It's, it's like saying ATM machine. <laughs> like, it's a little redundant. Especially because she does invite e- everyone. She doesn't invite the one gay cast member. <laughs> Elizabeth, hilarious. <laughs> I know. The the gay cast member is elsewhere having to listen to someone saying they have cancer. Yeah, which I would say is the opposite of gay brunch. That is straight brunch. <laughs> oh no, that's the most depressing thought of all time. I do have to say, I it was very sad for Julia to hear that Gertie had cancer because I'm sure Julia kind of feels like this is her life like she's so surrounded but she was so mm-hmm. supportive i see why she's one of your favorites julia even though i roasted you last week for it just being your namesake <laughs> that makes her reaction makes so much more sense to me now that you pointed that out she was the most like stone-faced um, like stone-faced and like there okay yes yeah because that's all like her wife has two forms of cancer mm-hmm. and i i think that it's kind of all consuming but then when she was supportive like no your husband's not going to say anything he knows. Like, don't don't worry about it. I thought her reaction was great, but I just you could f- kind of feel the pain. And then the other two have had so much like work done that it was like their reactions were like you can tell out of control. Upset, but, they're just making yeah. noises, but no tears, no expression. 
Nicole, I thought, might just be running stats in her yeah. head. She's a doctor. She knows these things. I mm-hmm. think she's just deciding, okay, phase one, blah, 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 blah. I think she's going through the odds. I, I thought so, too. Nice. She remained silent because exactly. I think she was thinking, and I would rather her not say whatever her doctor mind is thinking out loud. Because I think stage one, when you're in the doctor's office, they are like, great news, it's only stage one, but you don't mm-hmm. don't bring that up at but straight You can't brunch, be that friend you know? at... At straight brunch, being like, your cancer's not a big deal. It's yeah. almost <laughs> Well, your other friend whose face is frozen is screaming. So straight brunches are where you announce dire yeah. health <laughs> statuses. No, but Julia's reaction was like, if you typed into Google what to do if your friend tells you they have cancer. Yeah. While you have multiple cameras on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Julia did, that is it. Yeah. Okay, I feel sorry for Lisa. Lisa got 8K a month, which seems like money. But let's not forget Sutton gets $300,000 a month. I don't know. I'm just feeling like Sutton might have to contribute a little bit to the Lisa fund here. But Lisa also, um, this is just temporary. This is while they're waiting for the real stuff. So I'm hoping she gets more. Because usually I think at this point you get zero because nothing's mm-hmm. settled. And she is living in the house. So it's not like she has to pay rent. No, but I was also like $8,000. I could blow through $8,000. <laughs> I think she spends $8,000 in like two days. Probably. Like one of her bags is more than $8,000. Oh, that's so horrible to think about. The spending habits of them day to day. I know. <laughs> Don't think about it. Yikes. Speaking of alimony, do we want to jump over to Beverly Hills? Okay, a lot happened on Beverly Hills, and I have some thoughts about the pants and the magic mic of it all. Okay, you have a theory. Oh, I have multiple theories. Okay. Which I view all as correct. (laughs) Get ready for a stream of consciousness coming at you. Okay, number one, I think a lot of things are happening at once. So this is theory number one. First, Sutton feels rejected because nobody will go on a second date with her. Next, she's uncomfortable because she doesn't like wearing pants, but she wore them so she could do the fun thing. But that brings me to the third point. She didn't get picked for the fun thing, so she feels rejected again. Honorable mention, when that kind of stuff is happening around you, like you think it's going to be fun. She had her dollar bills, but then when you see it in person, it's a little bit more aggressive than you would picture and Mm -hmm. it's kind of not as sexy and fun if you will um and then this brings me to my second theory of why she didn't get picked which draws from alex and my own life alex knows what story i'm about to tell uh back in 2019 we along with some of alex's friends went to flaming saddles in west hollywood r.i.p did not make it through covid which was a cowboy themed gay not brunch not brunch club yeah i don't know what i would call it yeah on the stage are beautiful men who are wearing just jeans and cowboy hats and when you stick a dollar in their pants alex what would they do well they would maybe take your head and put it in their pants Grab, they would thrust your head into your crotch, and we found that out the hard way when it did it. When one of them did it to me, and I was not ready. Thought well, it was hilarious. Had Alex do it, then we had everybody in our group do it, and then there was one guy in our he group. He will go unnamed. He will go unnamed. 
he went and put the dollar in the guy's crotch and the guy high-fived him. And at this point, we're a group of six people. He went like third. So he sandwiched between all these people and he was the only one who didn't get a face crotch smash. So we were like, oh, um, let's go have you try this dancer, go-go dancer over here. And then it happened again. So we're like, why out of this huge group of people, men, women, why is just one guy? And Alex, I think at the time said he got the vibe that he wasn't comfortable with it. Yeah. Like the dancer mm-hmm. could tell everybody was down for a crotch smash besides this one man. Because he was kind of a little bit more, he wasn't as excited to be, like he was excited to be there, but he just seemed shyer. And you're going to tell me, if you're a Magic Mike, a professional, you're not going to mm-hmm. pick up on Sutton's vibe. One, they probably watched Beverly Hills. Right. And they know Erica. And she's probably given them a lay of the land because look who went up there. Like Kyle ended up getting pulled and Kyle can handle right. it just mm-hmm. fine. And I do have to give props to Crystal. I in no way thought she could do what she did. She is a new and improved Crystal this episode. Yes. But Elizabeth, I think you're 100% right. So much of their job is to pick up on energies mm-hmm. and just like read the room, read how someone's feeling. And Sutton very clearly was like nervous. Yeah, and why would they do that to her? Mm -hmm. So then she has to, like, pull her arm away from them, being like, no, like, no. Right, and then to Julia's point, they all know Erica, all these guys. Yes. There is still, like, Team Erica or Team Sutton, I think, and I feel like maybe they don't want to upset her by picking Sutton. Uh, Maybe that would be a little And also, who got picked round one, birthday girl Crystal and Erica, who can handle it, I think probably Sutton would have been round two or three, but she bailed. Mm -hmm. So... And then I think she's... They would have at least pulled Garcelle at one point if Garcelle hadn't left. And then at least danced with her on stage or something like that. Like, because she was wearing a short mm-hmm. dress. And I think that Sutton's whole I'm a part of the ballet thing was just trying to protect herself. She's embarrassed and doesn't feel like the cool girl. And they're all roasting her. And then she doubles down in the craziest yeah. way. By just being like a total like sex maniac for the end of the episode. Because she wants to be a cool girl who's seen as sexual, and she's just not. And what Kyle did to her when they first landed by calling the guy who ghosted her, that was so mean. And Juliet, that's the second time Kyle has done that. That's not funny. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. It's mocking her for being single and trying to date. Like, I think that's gross. I agree. And also, like, Kyle being sober not better than hammered Kyle. Kyle, like, why are you doing that? Why are you saying that? You stormed off. And then Sutton's like, no, I walked off. Like, I thought Kyle was such an asshole this episode. I was, um, can yeah. I say a movie nerd thing? I was watching my uh, Blu-ray of Halloween, the original one, that has little Kyle Richards Ooh. in it, of course. And mm-hmm. I was watching it with, like, the audio commentary on. So it was, like, the director and Jamie Lee Curtis. And this is, like, recorded way before Jamie Lee Curtis was on Beverly Hills. And she's like, here's this little bitch named Kyle. She was like, oh, that's Kyle. What's she doing now? She's a, oh, she's a housewife. <laughs> the director's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great to hear knowing that she was then going to end up like a big part of a reunion. With she Quim Chimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is before Kyle was the QVC of wind chime sales. <laughs> oh, my God. I loved this episode. The pants carried through. The whole episode. Yes. It was such beautiful storytelling. I loved every second. 
I was upset because I thought we were going to get evil Crystal for a second when she reacts to Dorit's reaction about her nipples. But then we didn't mm-hmm. get it. Then she laughed. But us. we got a like a absolutely brutal talking head. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's <was like>, shit. <laughs> God. All right. Are we ready for Southern Charm? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of best episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Amazing. Shep going nuts. I rewound three times and I made Patrick watch it because I thought there's no way the progression of this scene is going the way I think it is. Shep comes in from losing ping pong. Yeah. Is a little upset. Taylor congratulates the winner who enters after and Shep goes fucking nuts and then manages to somehow work into conversation it was fun cheating on you oh so good i've never seen a glass of wine be thrown and i thought how natural i thought she should have thrown the glass too yeah well he also like picks up on her and um rod like kind of laughing before jt shows up too so i think that's the thing that like makes him like freak out really um Mm -hmm. I just feel like I have truly been around that specific type of thing a lot with like drunk guys and their girlfriend. Unfortunately, like college and things where it's like, it is like the dumbest thing in the world like that will turn into the craziest argument. And then friends are surrounding like, I don't know how to pick that apart. That truly like there was so much there. Yeah. Like you lost at beer pong. He's like, I'm glad I made out with your sister on Thanksgiving last year. They're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> But then Taylor's so conditioned. Well, that's the sad thing about these Southern Charm women. She's like a kick dog, like just comes back. She misses this. She just wants him to want her so bad. It reminds me of like Catherine and Thomas and like a lot of like Southern Charm women mm-hmm. of the past. It's These guys have this horrible power over them. The morning she said like, do you like this? Was this nice to sleep? Like, did it make you sad that we couldn't like sleep together? We just slept in the same bed. And he's like, no. Nah. Yeah. He won't give it to her still. A piece of shit. Um, speaking of shitty dudes. JT. Oh, JT, yeah. Okay, starting the Olivia conversation. Poor Olivia. Oh, God. What a nightmare of an episode this was for her. She couldn't escape. She thought she escaped. And then she got trapped. And then she got further trapped when other Rod decided to talk to her. And give her a breakup ultimatum. He didn't, He's not into her. Like, three weeks after her brother passed? Yeah, and they've been on two dates, and he doesn't eat salad. Yeah, that's messed up. If you don't eat salad, you don't get to date Olivia. Like, this is a gluten-free, health-conscious lady. Yeah, what are you guys going to talk about? (laughs) My favorite moment, Rod is talking to Olivia in her bedroom as she, like, unpacks. He leaves. And Austin, in the most delightful, cartoonish (laughs) way, peeks his head from around the corner. I hope you and Taylor figure out what the hell is going on with you two. <laughs> <laughs> like he isn't the problem. Um, the picture in Austin's travel. Insane. It's so staged. And he's like, I'm going to leave this right on top yeah. so she sees it. Yeah. Like what? There's like one thing in there. And it's a big ass bag. He's so full of shit. I love him. But that brings me back to what I said when he was trying to go after Sierra. Like Austin loves the notebook cliches like he he watched that back and was like i fucking mm-hmm. nailed that yeah. put the picture in there mm-hmm. and like he loves it and i think that's why the girls like him 
There's totally a window open there. Especially after Rod fucked up so bad. Oh, so bad. Horrible. I still want to know why, the real reason why Taylor and Austin didn't get together. I think Austin wants what he can't have. And he likes to sabotage what he's getting so he can mm-hmm. still pursue it. Yeah, because I agree. I do think it was Austin's call. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Do you know what also, Julia, kind of reminds me of? Like, the Lindsay. Like, Lindsay would have sex with him and have fun flirting with him, waiting for him to ask her out. But she would never be like, so what are mm-hmm. we going to do? Where I think Taylor made out with Austin once. And I was like, I'm going to call my family and see if they think we should date. And then Austin's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want to no. date Did we, Has he ever yeah. said they called his sister? Has that ever been confirmed by him? No. Yeah. That could just be something he told her that he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, this is crazy what's happening. <laughs> but it's what he does to Sierra. It's what he did to Olivia. Mm-hmm. And it's what he did to Madison. Like, he has a relationship. He sabotages yeah. it. He works really hard to get it back. He I do think it. still, though, that, like, the his full destructive path these past couple years has been just because he is so fully in love with Madison still. I still think that. Oh, I think he's obsessed with Madison. And he doesn't care Mm -hmm. that she's married. Yeah. Austin suggests that Shep buy Taylor a gift. Craig's reaction to that is so funny. Craig's reaction to all of this. (laughs) The fact that Craig made them wear tinfoil hats to tell him his conspiracy theories didn't even really make it because we had so many insane breakdowns. (laughs) And during during Shep's freak out, Craig's just in the background laughing so hard he's crying. <laughs> and then we had a great Craig and Paige moment this episode where he calls her to ask how her Valentine's Day was. And her response is, I thought you were going to buy me a bag. I'm sending you the link. And he's like, of course, baby. What bag do you want? She's like, dee, dee, dee. Like she just hangs up. <laughs> she does hang up on him abruptly he is never yeah. the one to hang up on her have you noticed no poor Craig alright are we ready for Salt Lake City oh, oh. this episode of Salt Lake City was almost too much for me I had to looketh away I had a totally different reaction to it I realized that I hate sound baths and what I want is a sound bowl. And this is what Lisa Barlow calls a sound bath. But clearly a sound bowl is just Lisa and Monica fighting over a sound bath. And I loved it. I've never been more relaxed. There we go. Do we want to start with the Monica of it all or do we want to end with the Monica? I want to start with the Monica of it all. We could start with the Monica of it all. You couldn't make this up. And that was Angie. Being physically in the middle of these two women and saying, I don't want to be in the middle. And Lisa yelling, move at her. And yet Monica never moved. Comedy gold. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was amazing. Um, okay. So we all agree Monica's mom is a monster, yeah. right? We all, yes, she's abusive. What do we think about Monica's behavior? I will say... The fact that she is spending so much time bringing this up on camera might be an indicator of what kind of person she is. I don't, because there's so many things you could focus in on Monica, like in regards to her past or how she's like fitting Uh into with the group or whatever, but it's all focused on her relationship with her mom right now. And I think it is a lot of her just trying to protect her image because I think she knows that like people could watch these scenes with her and her mom and take like Lisa's side. 
So she's just kind of on like damage control right now. Well, the funny thing is, is like Monica is absolutely traumatized by her mom, who's fucking nuts. And Lisa said, I don't know your mom. I only saw how you treated your mom at the thing I was at. And I do agree with Lisa, like as a third party person, because we kind of don't know how crazy Monica's mom is at that point at Greek Easter. Monica looked insane. Mm-hmm. She drug her child away from the Easter egg hunt. With no shoes on. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Monica looks nuts. And I think Monica's mom is a monster. But I think at this point, like Monica's so used to fighting so dirty with her mom. She's kind of got one speed and it's go. Yes. And unfortunately, yes. as always, I'm team Lisa. <laughs> Me too. I know. Is that is that us? Is that our yeah. problem? <laughs> The biggest problem, though, is Monica's zingers are better than Lisa's. I think Lisa distilled it pretty well, and they're like, they're just like the playground, like your mama jokes. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to like yeah. productively yeah. respond to those. You look yeah. old, okay? Like, they're not funny. You're a little trance stamp. Everywhere you go, you demand attention. That was a pretty good line. <laughs> yeah, she had that one locked and loaded. And I think that if Monica said, "I know that you think how I treated my mom at Greek Easter was gross." You need to understand that there is no one-off fights between us because she's unhinged and then tell her the story, the trunk story, tell her the stealing the car story like she did everybody Mm -hmm. else. Lisa Mm -hmm. would have been, oh my God, that's horrible. But because she went in screaming, I don't know, she's trying to make Lisa the bad guy. But this brings me to the future. (laughs) And I do feel like this future information you're about to share. Yes is clouding my judgment of Monica. I don't think I know what this is. What is this? So I'm going to start small and work backwards from there. Julia, you don't know this small one. There is a TikTok from 2022 where Monica has about three to four outfit changes. She's dancing to a song. I don't remember what it is. And washing her car. It's corny. She's on top of the car. She's spraying things. If I find it, I'll send it to you guys. It's honestly not worth (laughs) watching. The owner of the car wash is suing Monica for damaging his shit. Okay. (laughs) Because she made this TikTok. Putting it out there. Secondary (laughs) drama. Just see, that's like setting the scene. Secondary (laughs) drama is the big... (laughs) Alex needs a moment to recover. Okay, Alex, this is the big one. We said, what on earth could be the bomb that happens when they're on vacation that's so big, Monica storms out. We know everything about her. What could it be? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Monica is suing Heather under an alias for botched surgeries at Beauty Lab. Whoa. Because remember, somebody at one point, her, her mom says, what last name are you going by now? I don't even know your name. Wow, a true protege of Jen Shaw. Yep. And there's some other shit relating to Jen Shaw that's going to come out. I don't know very much about that. But Heather said, posted on Instagram, like, Monica, she doesn't have the money to pay her bills. This is how she gets away with it. Yeah, because those baby swaddles are not making the money. Yeah. And also, like Jen Shaw, what are you doing putting yourself on a reality show? I know. With the person you're suing. Every person in the cast, Lisa, Meredith, Whitney, all of them are totally backing Heather. And at this point, I think the reunion is going to be a couch and a folding chair on the other side. If she's even like going to go. Yeah. Wow. Going to make it there. I think it's, they're going to, I mean, if I were her, I don't know if I could come back. Like she has no allies right now. 
We are always on the right side of history with our Lisa support, by the we way. We really are. I know. Like, <laughs> we stand Lisa. So that is another thing. Like, was Lisa not great? But I don't even think we're going to. It's kind of like the Jin Shaw. Like, I don't even think we're going to talk about the sound bath at the reunion because we're going to have this. Maybe, right? but they do go hard on Lisa at the reunions no matter what. <laughs> I know. Um, and then to get a little lighter. There's something I really want to talk about that will absolutely be brought up at the reunion that's bothering me. What, Heather insisting that her and Lisa are good friends and why wasn't she invited to gay brunch? Yeah. Also, Lisa's being very polite to Heather. She's trying to respect Heather's journey. Yeah, and she's being so kind and perceptive. Uh-huh. And I honestly didn't know she had this in her. I'm so impressed by Lisa. Mm-hmm. Same. I didn't know that Lisa had like theory of mind to think that Heather wouldn't want to come, so... <laughs> Um, what's bothering me is like in the beginning of the episode, Heather is upset that Lisa is Mormon 2.0, but Heather, you could have also been Mormon 2.0. You just don't believe Mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. And then that brings me to Heather quantifying how Mormon somebody else is when she left the religion herself. Let us not forget Lisa hasn't read the book. So Norman 2.0 can be whatever she wants to To that point, be. remember when Lisa like laughed dismissively being like, yeah, I'm a cool Mormon. Like Lisa has all these like little <laughs> indicators where it's like, you don't believe it. <laughs> I'm an East yeah. Coast Mormon. That was my favorite one. By the way, um, my friend who was who is raised Mormon was in town and I asked, is East Coast Mormon a thing? No. <laughs> the answer. It really does seem like it's not as great area as other religions, but it bothers me that, like, Heather, you left the club. You can't police who's coming in. Yeah. Why do you care? I'm getting annoyed at Heather for banging the drum on this because she's already solved her own mystery. She's already said Lisa really is Mormon to get the business connections in Utah. Like, that's what's happening. Yeah. That's Lisa's brand of Mormonism. Ironically, she's running a tequila company through the strategy, but it's working for her. It's good tequila. Oh, such good tequila. So, like, it, it just bothers me, and I don't mind that Heather's having a hard time about it, but she feels that Jack isn't Mormon enough to go on a mission. M- Heather, you don't believe this anymore. Like, you don't get to be the bouncer to a club you no longer work at. A man who's picky about the type of water he's drinking, I think, might be Mormon. I think so, too, Julia. Did we finish that uh, Vita tequila, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yes. we it absolutely got it. It's like water. I know. It was so good. All right. Are we ready for awards? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. My award is uh, a, a little twofold. So r slash bravo real housewives subreddit has banned a couple of things to try to keep things civil and one of those is the name teddy mellencamp you cannot use the name teddy mellencamp or your post gets deleted but people work around it my award is the john cougar mellencamp's son-in-law's wife award (laughs) i'm giving this to teddy herself who was at BravoCon this last weekend, and fans noticed, what's that on her wrist? Because Teddy was wearing a guest general admission pass. Teddy bought a regular <gasps> pass to BravoCon and then just went to the talent parts. Damn. All right, Alex, what's your award? 
I don't hmm I don't really have a name. This it's it's the honorary Southern Charm Man Award. Perhaps the This Charming Man Award, like the Smith um goes to the camera guy this episode who Austin spoke to in regards to Rod snoring, and the guy replied and sounded exactly like him and Shep. <laughs> so like, I just imagine like <laughs> so the entire funny. crew being just fu- also full of these guys, and that made me smile. So congrats. So they're all a bunch of dirtbags? They're a charming men, Julia. All right, Julia, what's your award? My James Kennedy's It's Not About the Pasta Award goes to Sutton. It's not about the pants. Mm-hmm. Are you saying Sutton was on cocaine this whole episode? <laughs> <laughs> she was on ocean spray grapefruit juice. What an absolutely amazing week of Bravo. Um, and we're coming back with our same lineup oh, next week. I know. <laughs> honestly delightful lineup there are no misses that's true this is a good lineup i do appreciate that uh, i would like to point out there are no misses because we've dropped winter house all right yep, see sorry. you guys thank Bye. you guys so much for joining me thank you elizabeth anytime you can catch new episodes of the don't be all like uncool podcast every monday on apple podcast spotify google podcast and podbean you can also follow us on instagram at like uncool podcast Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.